Roughly 60% of community hospitals in the United States are incorporated as nonprofit institutions, which generally allows them to qualify for tax exemption. I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with G. Bai, a professor of accounting at the Johns Hopkins Carey Business School and a professor of health policy and management at the Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health. Professor Bai has co-authored a perspective article about whether nonprofit hospitals provide enough community benefit to justify their favored tax status. Professor Bai, what does it mean for a hospital to be a nonprofit institution? What are the primary differences between nonprofit and for-profit hospitals in terms of their organization and financing? The nonprofit hospitals simply mean that they do not pay federal income tax, state income tax, sales tax, and the property tax. But at the same time, they do not have residual claimants. Like they don't have shareholders. They don't distribute dividends. So those are the main differences between nonprofit hospitals and for-profit hospitals. And what's the size of the benefit that nonprofit hospitals receive as a result of these tax exemptions? How much are they worth? That is a great question. We have all sorts of estimations from different sources, but the simple answer is we do not know because nonprofit hospitals do not have to report their taxable income. So all the estimated like federal income tax exemption are just a very big ballpark estimate. So that's why in this perspective article, we are proposing that hospitals should disclose their estimated tax exemptions so that stakeholders, policymakers, public would have a better idea and would have a better option to compare the tax exemption value they got and the community benefit and the charity care they provided back to the community. So speaking of community benefit, what do governments require or expect from nonprofit hospitals to justify their tax exemption? So as we mentioned earlier, the nonprofit hospitals receive all sorts of tax benefits like exemption, state federal income tax, sales tax, property tax, and they also issue bonds. Those bonds are not taxable to the bond buyer, so that will reduce the cost of borrowing. And also they can receive tax-deductible charitable contributions that for-profit entities cannot receive. So there must be some obligations right, expected from nonprofit hospitals as a return. So our current requirement dated back to the first IRC Internal Revenue Code in 1913. So at that time, hospitals were solely focused on charitable activity. So the IRS says, you know, we give you the tax exemption status because you guys were pure charities. And then we changed that requirement in 1969 as more commercial activities are involved in hospitals' everyday operations. So that's since 1969. That is the current community benefit standard. So the IRS give eight categories for hospitals to define and quantify their community benefit. And that is really reinforced in the Affordable Care Act. So now we have charity care, Medicaid shortfall, education, research, and other community-focused activities. So IRS requires hospitals to list, just list, how much they did for each category in their annual tax filing. But remember, there is no minimum threshold. Like you cannot say, oh, this hospital did not provide enough by comparing to any benchmark because there's not. So you and other scholars have previously published research comparing nonprofit and for-profit hospitals on measures of community benefit. What are the main findings of those studies? We look at the charity care first because charity care, in our opinion, is the 
most verifiable, comparable, and the least gameable among the eight components of community benefit. And it's most aligned with the charitable mission of a nonprofit hospital, right? So we look at the nonprofit hospital and the for-profit hospital also together because there's no benchmark, right? So we're like, let's see whether nonprofit hospitals provide more than for-profit hospitals. That can be you know, a reasonable benchmark because for-profit entities, they don't have all sorts of tax exemptions or so they pay, pay taxes. But what we found is that in 2018, for every $100 of expenses incurred, nonprofit hospital in aggregate spend $2.30 on charity care. So again, for every $100 expenses, nonprofit hospitals spend $2.30 on charity care. Guess what? For-profit hospitals in aggregate spend $3.80. So that's a lot more than nonprofit hospitals. So that evidence showed that in aggregate, nonprofit hospitals actually provide less charity care than for-profit hospitals. Remember, charity care is the key component of community benefit to justify nonprofit hospitals tax exempt status. And then we also look at the largest component. You know what, charity care is really not the largest component under this community benefit umbrella. The largest component is Medicaid shortfall. So that means a hospital's incurred more cost to serve Medicaid patients than the payment they receive. So that's called Medicaid shortfall. So in 2019, we look at the nonprofit hospitals, Medicaid shortfall, and the for-profit hospitals together. They are very comparable. They are very similar. So there's, again, no evidence saying nonprofit hospitals provide more Medicaid shortfall than for-profit. So in aggregate, you know, we look at both charity care and Medicaid shortfall. So there's no evidence that nonprofits are doing a better job than their for-profit counterpart. So, you know, tax-exempt status overall provide no assurance, right, that hospitals will provide a sufficient community benefit to justify their taxpayer subsidy, you know, were behaving in a way consistent with the charitable mission. As you said earlier, there are insufficient data to compare the amount of community benefit that nonprofit hospitals provide with the subsidies that they receive. And so you propose in your article that hospitals be required to report financial information to fill this data gap. How would that sort of reporting be conducted? That's correct. So right now, the IRS requires nonprofit hospitals to file an annual document that's called Form 990. Actually, that's true for all nonprofit entities. So on 990, why don't we just add several lines saying, for example, what is your estimated foregone state and local taxes? And then what is your charitable contributions received? And then what is your tax-exempt bonds value? Because you know, they can issue tax-exempt bonds to reduce their cost of borrowing. So let's have the three or four lines listed on the 990. Then stakeholders can easily look at those lines and add up and then compare whatever lines they like. For example, only property tax, if that's the state and the local government want to take a look. So compare the specific lines being disclosed with the charity care or other components of community benefit and then decide whether this hospital provide the sufficient charity care or community benefit or not. So I think that is a very informative and low-cost way to bring transparency to this space. And then finally, how do you foresee that transparency addressing potential imbalances between the amount of community benefit provided by a hospital and the value of the subsidies that it gets? 
what steps might hospitals or governments take in response to these reporting requirements? So I think nonprofit hospitals can use their existing financial records to generate most of the proposed requirements in this article. So I would say the administrative burden associated with transparency would be limited. Again, you no know, great visibility is a prerequisite for policy actions, not at the federal level or for any heavy-handed action, but in you know, the state and local government might find it easier to challenge tax-exempt status based on their own situation. So, you know, they can make sure the hospitals are providing enough community benefit to warrant their tax exemption status, just like the recent case in Pennsylvania have shown that four nonprofit hospitals lost their property tax exemption. So I think it's utmost important for us to understand there's a social contract between taxpayers and nonprofit hospitals and general public policymakers and stakeholders should make sure that nonprofit hospitals live up to taxpayers' expectation and fulfill obligation and be accountable to all taxpayers. Thank you, Professor Bai.